If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Wayne Dyer. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, welcome back. Thanks for joining me for episode 43. Today's topic is what can I do to change my partner? I have to tell you that as a couples therapist, I get this question all the time or some version of it anyhow. What can I do to make him or her blank? Whatever your blank is. My answer is always pretty simple. I ask the person, what can you do to change your behavior? You see, the only thing that you have actual power is in your own behavior, your own thoughts. I understand that you can get triggered and other people can influence you and you can influence other people. Change someone else's behavior by changing your behavior is the best way. That's what I have to say. And here's what I'd like for you to consider. If you're thinking that the only way to make something work is to change someone else, I'd like for you to consider what actual change means. When you change something, it means to do something differently, to replace it, to modify it. I mean, it could be positive or negative. But when change involves people, there's another element. There's often resistance and hesitation. Often that happens because it's how people interpret the change. What does it mean that you want me to change and that I have to mean change something? Does it mean like I'm not good enough or it's not desirable. I'm not desirable. Am I broken? Do you want to control me? Is there like a power struggle going on? All these concepts and words that come up with the word change. And again, with people, it's way different than when you're trying to change like objects or places, right? If you're trying to change the decor of your house or where you're going to go on vacation, a lot easier often than changing personalities or changing the way you look or changing the way you talk or changing the way you think or changing the way that you react. So when you're asking someone to change something about them, just notice that comes with a heavier undertone. But change is constant and we know it's going to happen. It's always going to happen whether you want it or not. And I want you to ask yourself, what is it that you actually want to change about your partner? Is it that you want to change whether or not they're going to argue with you? Or is it you want to change the way they actually argue with you? Are you looking to change a habit? Or are you looking to change the way that you guys form a connection? Are you looking to change a thought process? I want you to get clear in what it is you're asking to change. Perhaps it's a feeling. And some of these things are very much ingrained in a person's personality and in their past conditioning, whether it's based on society or their family of origin. People tend to do things a certain way, especially when they get in their feelings. Sometimes logic gets tossed out. 
and it reminds them of other circumstances, other times where they felt this feeling and this is how they protected themselves. And thus comes the hesitation, the resistance for change. So when we're in a relationship and you're looking to change something, I want you to consider, is this something new in this person, in this relationship, or has it always been there? But for whatever reason, now it's irritating you. Maybe the person's always been loud or reserved, but now it bothers you when they speak that way or they don't socialize or whatever it is. I want you to consider what each of you is going through, what evolution is transpiring, what are the circumstances? Do you have a new job? Um, Do you have a new commitment? Is money tight? Is the person really anxious, stressed out, depressed? I want you to consider if you're asking for this change from this person because they're showing up in a way that you're not agreeing with or that you don't like, is it because the person's going through some physical or mental condition? Are you going through some physical or mental condition? Because when people don't feel good, they're often not at their best. They show up not as their best self. So first, I want you to consider making peace with the inevitability of change because it's going to happen. And the good news is that you have options on how to respond. The first thing I want to offer you is to respond by leading with love and respect. Even if you don't like and agree with what you're partner is doing. You can agree to disagree. I want you to separate the behavior from the person. After all, this person's in your life because you chose them to be at your life at some point. You did actually care for them, love them, still do perhaps, maybe a little more, maybe less, maybe the same, but this was your choice. So the person is one thing. The behavior is a different thing. I want you to respect yourself Certainly do not accept any type of abuse, physical, emotional, any of that. But respect yourself by honoring what you feel, by speaking up. When change is going to happen, because we agreed that it's always happening anyways, I want you to respect what you desire, what you would like. But I want you to get clear about that. And I want you to accept the differences that you both have and figure out a way to make it work out. See, when you approach somebody to change something and they feel criticized, they dig deeper to protect themselves. They take a different stance than it is than if you are coming in with love and respect and by helping them grow and become a better person and for the relationship to bond and connect and beautiful things to happen. Because we all want to feel loved, heard, accepted, respected, all those words. So leading with love and respect is something that I am certain that most anybody, whoever your partner is, they want that. You want that. So I want you to really think about what's the best way to talk through your issues and your disagreements. I want you to listen with curiosity and empathy. I want you to be kind and be honest. And again, being honest means saying what you really feel. Some people withhold because they don't want to um, hurt their partner. Well, that's not being honest because quite frankly, what's going to end up is that you're disrespecting yourself because your needs are not going to be met. 
But there's a way to do all of this, right? And again, abuse should never, ever be tolerated, even if you care deeply about a person, but you've gotten to that point where the respect has been lost. Abuse has set in. You need to walk. You need to stop that. You need to get a hold of somebody that can help you through that. All right? So let's use an example. Let's say you have a partner and they're always on their phone, their computer. You want that behavior to change, right? And you ask yourself, well, why do I want that to change? Why? Well, maybe I want that to change because I don't feel important. I don't feel loved. I don't feel heard. And then you might want to ask yourself, well, why is he always on the phone or on the computer? The answer might be he's bored or he's buffering from something that makes him feel uncomfortable. Or maybe it's a bad habit. Maybe he's anxious or depressed or feeling low energy. And I don't want you to assume these things. I want you to have these conversations. But before you have these conversations, I do want you to think about it first. Either way, here's what happens. You feel unimportant. And so you want your partner to get off that phone, to get off that computer. You want to be able to connect. And you're feeling like this this thing, this phone or this computer is getting in the way of you and your partner and the ability to connect. So if we use that example, okay, you can say something instead that sounds like this. I've noticed you're spending a lot of extra time on your phone, on your computer. I miss our time to talk, to cuddle. I miss us working as a team. What do you think we can do to carve out more time to talk, to take care of chores, to have fun, whatever it is? See, if you approach it this way, that softens. It eliminates the blame, the criticizing. It softens the request to change. This lowers the other person's defense mechanism. And it's still going to get what you need happening, which is a change to occur. You're going to need the change because you felt unloved. And what you're wanting is this person to pay more attention and you're attributing to that phone. So again, lead with love, with respect, instead of blaming, instead of criticizing. Next thing, I want you to take responsibility. You are each responsible for your words, your actions. Clean up your side of the street. You can start by asking yourself, what is it that's triggering me? What does this remind me of? How did I feel? Most things remind you of something. They don't just come out of the blue. Maybe it's subconscious, but if you dig a little bit deeper, I'm sure you can figure it out. And then comes that inference. What does this behavior mean? You assigned a meaning to this behavior the other person did by assuming a whole lot of things. So pay attention to the assumptions. That's meaning making, right? Did it mean that because your person was on the phone and on the computer, Does it mean that you're not good enough? Does it mean that you're not worthy? Do you feel alone, unloved, powerlessness? Label the emotion. And then what role do you contribute to the situation? How do you show up to that entire circumstance? We tend to repeat the same negative cycles, the same negative patterns. I want you to look 
at your side of it. I want you to really pay attention to your energy, your body language, the words you use, and ask yourself what you're doing that perpetuates this disconnection, this situation, this circumstance that you want changing. I mean, maybe you're one of those people that becomes really controlling or loud, or you get a different body language, you know, that's a very powerful authoritative stance, or perhaps you become sarcastic or coercive, or you withdraw, or you overcompensate, or you threaten, or you deny. I mean, there's a million things that people do. And I want to remind you that you can accept a person and not a behavior. So we go back to the first tip, which was leading with love and respect. Part of this is taking responsibility, cleaning up your side of the street. There's two of you involved. It's extremely rare for one person to hold all the reasons, all the whys as to why something's not working. It's a dance. You got to remember that part. So let's take an example. Let's say your partner's yelling at you. They're loud. They're yelling. And you shut down because they're yelling. And then you say, you know why I shut down? Because you're yelling. And if you stop yelling, okay, we wouldn't have this problem. So just stop yelling. Versus telling them, when I hear you raise your voice at me, I shut down. It reminds me of when I would get in trouble every time I didn't live up to my mom's expectations. I would just shut down. I'd just hide. All that just to stop the yelling. And I'd like to find another way for us to communicate. Because that way does not feel good. That way is not helping us communicate, strengthen our relationship. See how different that is? This lets your partner know that you're triggered by their yelling. It lets them get clear of your why. Where did that come from? It, it helps them understand your intent to want it to get better. Instead of just making them stop controlling them, criticizing them, blaming them. Even if those things are true, it's in the delivery of the message. So take responsibility for your side of it, how you show up the words you say, the actions you take. And then the next and last one I want to offer you for today is to look for the strengths and not the weaknesses. Because we all have strengths that we can transfer from different aspects of our lives to any given circumstance. When you're trying to make adjustments to something, consider what skills you have that can be applied to the current situation. So I want you to recognize and affirm your loved one's strengths. I want you to look for solutions and, you know, talk about the positive aspects because so often people really get stuck and ruminate about the bad stuff, the negative stuff their partner has, what the things they don't like. They're looking at all the bad, all the weakness. So it can sound something like... um, You know, honey, we've overcome so many obstacles together, and I'm confident we can find a solution so that you can have the tech time you want. You can be on Instagram, you can be on Facebook, or you can watch football, whatever it is. And we can also have our couple time because I miss that. When you say something like that, 
you start from a place of appreciation and gratitude. I want you to stop over-focusing on your partner's negative stuff. Everyone has negative stuff. I guarantee you there's things about you that your partner does not like. And if you both focus on these things, well, I think the relationship's most likely going to get worse, not better. So choose where it is that you are going to focus. So to wrap it up, again, take responsibility to change yourself, to improve the relationship, change your attitude, lead with love and respect, stop over-focusing on the negative aspects of your partner, pick your battles, complaining about, you know, leaving the clothes on the floor is just not the same as complaining about your partner not making you a priority. Figure out how to deliver the message after you pick your battle. Remember, you don't have power over other people. You have power over yourself. So instead of trying to change your partner, ask yourself, what can I do differently that actually might change this situation? All right. I hope that was helpful. It's a starting point. There's so much that could be said on this topic. And um, let me know in the comments what you think what you've tried, what's helpful, what's not helpful, what you want more of. Anyways, thanks for joining me today. And um, until next week, think well and be well, my friends. I will catch you soon. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences And the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.